Welcome back everyone to another episode of the Navigator series. Today we're going to jump into a concept that I use a lot in my clinical practice. I also use a lot in my, my personal life that helps me explain human behavior. And, and I think it's just something really important. Uh, I'd like to take it and make a bigger episode out of it, but I thought this was a really cool format to give me the opportunity to present it and begin discussing about it. So I'm going to open with a question and take some time to think about this, even if you need to hit pause. Is your life in a state of dissonance? Dissonance meaning that you are out of harmony in your life. Now we can get into a lot of different concepts in the world of dissonance, but today we're going to talk about the concept of cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance means that your thoughts and your emotions and your behaviors aren't adding up. They're not harmonizing. And for many people, I believe this concept is what keeps them from achieving whatever goal they're working towards. Because either the thought, the emotion, or the behavior is not adding up. And that not adding up is being seen as not completing something. And so an example of cognitive dissonance is where maybe you have a negative view of yourself. Maybe you believe that you're ugly or that you're stupid or that you, you have all these terrible characteristics. However, the people around you or life around you tells you the opposite. So you're getting a lot of positive affirmations. Maybe people are telling you you're very pretty or that you're smart or you can do these things. And so now you're in this place where things aren't adding up. Your thought of I'm very ugly or I'm terrible and the, the, the feedback of yes you are isn't received very well. The brain does not like to live in a state of dissonance, primarily because it's very uncomfortable. As we've talked about before in this podcast, the brain prefers to be in a state of what's called allostasis. It's able to predict what's going to occur. It knows what's going to occur. And so it, it's able to manage its resources in a way that's very what it believes is to be effective. It's not homeostasis that we remember from science where things are all the same. It knows change is coming, but it's able to prepare for it. And so in this place, to generate this allostasis, it needs to have consistency with what's going on internally and what's going on externally. And so ultimately, when it finds itself in this place of dissonance, it creates a lot of uncomfortability. And we really see it presented in two core emotions, especially what I see in clinical practice. It either generates a lot of anxiety, primarily that you find yourself feeling really uncomfortable, or maybe you feel like that unknowing, that maybe even fearfulness, or just that worrisome kind of emotion, or you find yourself feeling really sad or down. And from that sadness and downness, what I normally see is a lot of shame and guilt and remorse, what I call heavy emotions. They carry a lot of weight and kind of weigh you down over time. So you're in this state where your own thoughts, your core beliefs, don't add up to the things outside of you, primarily because the things outside of you are challenging that belief that you have. And so your brain is in dissonance. And because your brain is in dissonance, ultimately you find yourself feeling really anxious or sad. This is a very troublesome place to be because ultimately the brain has got to do something to generate allostasis again. First homeostasis and then allostasis. So how does it do that? So the brain will have two options in this world. One, it can change the core belief that you have, that maybe you are pretty or maybe that you are smart or that you are good enough or that you are a good parent or that you are a good husband or you are a good wife or you are a good sibling. Or it can change the external environment. Now, in the world of the brain, 
changing core beliefs is very hard because ultimately it takes a lot of resources to make that change. Core beliefs have been generated for numerous years. You didn't wake up with this thought today more times than not. And it's been validated through some dysfunctional thinking or circumstances in your life for numerous years many times. And so it's going to require a lot of resources. And as we've talked about before on this podcast, the brain really prefers to live an ego drive. It really wants to not use as many resources as it can because it never knows what's going to happen. And so it always wants to prepare for what could occur next. So ultimately, changing that core belief could be difficult. Changing the external environment to a point could seem difficult, but from a resource perspective, not so much. Because ultimately, what you do is lean into whatever's occurring around you. So if I believe I'm a terrible person, I can just do terrible things. And for many people, they find themselves leaning into that external environment rather than that view of themselves. So if they feel that they're they're a really bad employee rather than working hard at their job because everybody's telling them they're good, they're going to do find a way to confirm that and just do some really bad things at work. Or they're going to self-sabotage in their relationships. They're going to self-sabotage in their family. They're going to self-sabotage in other cases just to confirm that. And even if you receive some positive feedback from this, let's say you've got feedback that is consistent with that negative belief. If this isn't consistent enough, you're only going to focus on the negative concepts and really continue to destroy the positive. So for example, it's that person who, I feel like I'm I'm, pre- I'm not pretty. I post something on social media. I get 37 likes and then I have one negative comment. Those 37 likes could be very helpful and could be very life-giving but have that one negative comment and if i already internally feel that i'm not pretty in the first place one i won't even see those 37 com those 37 likes because i'll focus on that negative comment and then i may try to do things that make it worse so may i maybe i find myself doing other things that push people away so that they don't see the positive characteristics of me and i think this is where so many people fall short in their goals so for a lot of times, if you don't feel like you're worth it, if you don't feel like you're worth losing that weight, or you don't feel like you're worth that job promotion, or to take that step out of your corporate and go on your own, or being able to, to be the man that you need to be in your family, or the, the woman you need to be in your family, the mother, the sister, the brother, whatever that looks like, if you don't believe that, if you don't believe you have that, ultimately you're not going to do it. Not because you don't want to, but because the resources it takes to change that core belief that you're something different is very hard. And so even if people are upset saying, oh, you're, you're a great father, you're a great mother, you're you know great everything, you're going to do the things to challenge that to create, get rid of that dissonance. So then how do you change this? Like, what do you do? I think the most important thing is to know where these thoughts are coming from. And I think if you're in, to know you're in this place, do a check-in with yourself. Do you find yourself in this like negative, uncomfortable state? When you get that positive feedback, do you feel really uncomfortable and unwell? Do you find yourself trying to avoid those certain things? Do you find yourself feeling that uneasiness when you're moving through life? And then take that uneasiness and look into what is the thought behind it. So am I uneasy because I kind of feel really bad about myself today? Or I don't feel pretty enough? Or I don't feel fit enough? Or I don't feel smart enough? And then look at the external situations and say, where am I getting the positive feedback? So maybe I don't feel smart enough, but I made an A on my test today. And then when you are able to validate that, moving through 
that thought. So where did you learn that you weren't smart enough? Well, maybe I had this one grade that I didn't do really well in. Or maybe I had this one relationship that turned out really, really bad. And challenge these thinking through being, through being able to know, was this one instance all of my life? Or was all of my life this one instance? And if all of my life is this one instance, ultimately this one instance is now my core belief. You can stand in the mirror all day long and give yourself positive affirmations. But ultimately, if you can't even believe them in the first place, you're just talking in the wind. So challenge that thought. And to challenge the thought, you've got to know where it comes from. And that can be really heavy. And maybe you need to you know, work with a therapist or another kind of treatment provider to open that up and begin to understand where that's coming from. Because there's a lot of times where you get into this work and you begin to understand where these core beliefs are coming from and why you haven't ever completed that diet or why you haven't ever completed that, that new fitness meal plan or why you've never taken that next job promotion. And there can be some uneasiness with it. And if you find yourself doing that, I would challenge you to reach out. But as you continue to do it, figure out where these beliefs are coming from. Is this belief dictating your life? And begin to challenge it of maybe it's possible. Remember, you don't have to like the thought. But you do have to accept that the thought is there. So it's not that I'm a good person. It's that maybe, just maybe, I'm not a bad person. Or it's not that I'm a genius. But maybe, just maybe, I'm not stupid. Or it's not that I'm super pretty. But maybe, just maybe, I'm, I'm not ugly. And that opens the door to continue to challenge that thought. There's some really good thought-challenging worksheets and skills out there you can get online. You can also work with a therapist to do that. Journaling is really helpful. Thought journaling is really helpful to learn, understand where these thoughts are coming from and how you find yourself using them a lot. But challenge the thought. <clears throat> Don't let your thought dictate your external surroundings because ultimately we all deserve to have that opportunity to seek the things that we want and to be able to achieve what we have been placed here to do. So don't let these core beliefs from so long ago be the reason you're stuck in that constant uncomfortability of dissonance.